Flight 229, you're clear for takeoff. Just like a flight plan, you have to know where you're going and how you will get there when you plan for retirement. Let Ryan Fleming help you chart out a course for your retirement with his intimate knowledge of financial planning and the airline industry. It's time for the Pilot's Advisor. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Pilot's Advisor podcast. We are recording from the shores of Lake Lanier, Georgia. Once again, beautiful, beautiful site this morning. And we have the uh, co-host, uh, Lee Hyder on the show today. Lee, how are you doing? Doing good. Good morning. I would take exception about the beautiful coast of where you're at because I'm looking at absolutely blue skies, blue water, and uh, the shores of Lake Erie, which is pretty spectacular this morning. Well, I know the Midwest is only uh, really spectacular uh, for a few months out of the year where it's warm enough to enjoy that water. And I can only say that since I'm from Ohio. No, no, I get it. I mean, it's, uh, it is, actually, you know, it is equally pretty, though, in the winter, you know, in its own unique way. But it is kind of, um, you know, for people that have never been to a great lake, um, most people are rather surprised when they look at it for the first time because it really does look like an ocean. I mean, I'm looking out at the coast and I cannot see land and 40 miles, you know, just straight away from me is Canada. No, absolutely. And I've been, you know, I've spent enough time actually in Sandusky where you're at and also in Chicago where you can look off and on a sunny day, I mean, the water's beautiful. And, and, you know, of course, there's a lot of people that like the changing of the seasons up there, you know, so you get the deciduous trees kind of changing their colors. And I, some people desire that where they have the changing of the seasons. I think, I think we like the color changes, but I don't think we like raking all the leaves we have to deal with each year. Oh, gosh. Talk about family uh, outings when I was growing up. That was our bonding. It's like, hey, kids, guess what we're doing today? Well, you know, <laughs> I wanted to go play with my friends. Well, no, actually, we're as a family going to rake up all the leaves and get them out to the curb. There you go. Good old, good old days. Memories. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I hear you have a fishing trip coming up. Yeah. Um, I tend to go fishing uh, to, to an exotic place. And maybe exotic is, is a relative word. But got a group of about five guys uh, that years ago brought me into the world of fly fishing. Uh, matter of fact, we were supposed to be, as we speak, uh, in Canada fishing in Vancouver, but clearly with the corona uh, situation, we can't get in nor certainly out of Canada. So we are going to one of our favorite fishing areas uh, outside Missoula, Montana next month to a beautiful, cute little town called Phillipsburg, Montana. Phillipsburg. I don't know where that is, but I've been to Missoula. Of course, the last time I was in Missoula, I ended up getting a tattoo, that, but that's a story for another time. There you go. Well, I hope I hope I make it in and out without a tattoo. So who who are you going on the trip with? Going on a trip with a bunch of buddies. As a matter of fact, we're all financial advisors, so it ought to be a lot of interesting conversation around the fishing boat as well as our evening watering hole. Well, good. I I knew that uh, you're going with another financial professional. I think it's great that we have that network of uh, not only you know helping us professionally, but also that you know you end up becoming friends with some of these people. Yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun. We a lot of camaraderie, uh, a lot of uh, conversation, certainly about fishing, and uh, you know a lot of conversation about the world we live in today. And I'm sure there'll be some interesting exchanges about some of our experiences with the coronavirus and our clients over the past six months. Absolutely. And with that, let's get into our show today with another interesting conversation about, you know, finances and how it affects families. So I have a, uh, a topic today that's near and dear to my heart because it's something that I want to make sure that I 
do properly with my family. And I wanted to ask, you know, some of the situations you might have had with this. And what that is, is, you know, financial issues, you know, are challenging for everyone. You know, families um, all have different specific financial challenges. But I want to talk about some of the issues between man and wife and how because of certain actions that, that many women are faced with some difficult financial situations later on. Yeah, I think there's kind of what I would respectfully say, the changing of the guard, which probably goes back maybe 10 or 15 years. You know, I think in the old days, and everybody can use their own yardstick to determine, you know, what is the good old days or not. But I think in the old days, it was pretty customary for the the man to basically make all the financial investment decisions. And quite often, his spouse was very comfortable, you know, not bothering to kind of get involved in that. That was kind of his kingdom. But we've certainly seen that change over the past 10 or 15 years. And I think that's a critical component going forward. That certainly both husband and wife need to really understand what's going on in their portfolio and uh, how they're making the decisions. Well, what, what I find most interesting about this, and I agree with you, you know, it used to be the old school way and that was just the normal. But, you know, we've known for a long while that women live longer than men. So it's almost like if you haven't got your financial house in order, you're totally just setting up your, your spouse your surviving spouse to the mess that you have created if she doesn't know what's going on. Absolutely. Um, again, you know, I hate, hate sounding like my father, but uh, in the good old days, um, when let's say the husband passed away, the spouse would come into our office and, you know, she may have found herself really in a position of anxiety and frustration and fear because she really didn't have a good handle on, you know, quite often uh, even who all the financial advisors were in the family relationship. And that has changed. I mean, now, you know, when, when a husband passes away, it's quite common for the wife to come in and a- absolutely have a much, much more thorough handle on the investments, the strategies, and really, you know, uh, good, good record keeping of, of where everything is and how they got there. Yeah. And that's interesting. So, I mean, when you look at all your client base, um, I'm kind of curious, like, what's the level of engagement that you find that most women have with the retirement planning process or what's going on in the household on average? You know, I would say the uh, there's been a significant pivotal switch in the past couple of years. And I would honestly say the majority of my clients, their spouse really has a much more thorough understanding of the investment strategies. If her husband is working, she has a good idea and a handle on his 401k. Uh, They've reviewed life insurance. So again, I'm finding that today more than in the past, which I think is a good thing. The the spouse is really involved in the decision-making process of the investments. Have you ever wanted to learn more about the academic approach to investing and saving and planning for retirement that Ryan talks about here on The Pilot's Advisor? Well, if so, go visit pilotsadvisor.com, pilotsadvisor.com. You can watch a quick webinar on the academic approach to investing. It'll show you how not to speculate and gamble with your money. It's all based on Nobel Prize winning research. It only takes about 10 minutes to get through the video and watch it. Going to be worth your time, I promise you. Go check it out right now, pilotsadvisor.com. It's a webinar that covers that academic approach to investing, pilotsadvisor.com. All right, back to the show. Well, I thought it was an interesting topic too, because I've actually sat through a couple of client meetings up at your office there in Cleveland. And uh, it was kind of kind of funny to watch the different dynamic between you know husband and wife. And I, I felt like on a few of the ones I actually sat up there with you, that the wife had a lot more knowledge and understanding of where they were financially than the husband. 
Yeah, it's also very interesting, you know, and maybe you witnessed this yourself. I mean, you know, you can have a 10 o'clock in the morning appointment where maybe it's a little bit of an older family and more traditional in the investment thought process where maybe the spouse did not understand uh, a lot of the details and the intricacies of the investment strategies or the plan that was put together. And then the very next appointment may be a little bit of a younger couple And you can clearly tell that this family spends a lot of time around the kitchen table talking about finances, strategies, and everything going along with investing. I absolutely agree. You'd get to see, you know, back to back the different generational gaps, we'll say, of just how our society has changed. I know that my my wife, Carrie, she doesn't really like talking about finances. She'd rather talk about cooking and and other things that, that she's interested in, but I try to engage her and and discuss where we are, where we're trying to go to make sure we have a similar plan going forward. Because if we don't have uh, the same vision, then we don't really know where we're going, you know? You know, not only that, but I I think if, if you really kind of just boil down what a financial advisor's role is, it's really to help people achieve peace of mind, you know, so they don't have a lot of needless stress about their financial future. And if a financial advisor simply accepts the fact that the spouse is not going to be involved in a financial decision, I think you're really doing a disservice to that family because even though she may have surrendered potentially, and I don't want to sound like a chauvinist, but if she has surrendered potentially to letting her husband make all the decisions, he may be making all the decisions, but she still has a lot of invisible financial stress that has to be addressed. So that's why I really go out of my way. Even if I meet a family that is more traditional in their investing decision philosophies where the husband's making most of the decisions, I really try bringing the spouse that is not as actively involved into the conversation so that she really kind of gets a good understanding of what we're doing, hopefully trying to alleviate some of the invisible stress and fears that she may have. Well, even more so than that, I think about, you know, I like to think that I have my financial house in order, but- I know all the intricacies of where the mortgages are, where this is, where that is, these different accounts, what have you. And tomorrow I could not be here. And I hate to say it, I haven't created a totally clear picture for my wife to know where everything is. I mean, she has a good idea of most of what we have going on. But I mean, I think that that's a unique situation. And I know you've, you've worked with a lot of uh, divorced women and also widowed women. So what do you think are some of the specific challenges faced by a, a widow? You know, I, I think it's fundamental. You know, number one, um, you may be surprised how many of widows that I have met at the very first conversation when where they're thinking about maybe bringing me into their, you know, financial relationship, don't even know the name or phone number of the financial advisor that their husband's using. Don't even know the name of the custodian of their husband's 401k. So I think it just really starts from the very beginning. You want to be sure that they have a good roadmap. And a roadmap really starts off at where you are, how did you get here, and where are all the pieces that connect your financial future? And if something did happen, like you just said, a death in a family, you know, do they know who to call? Do they know where their office is located? Do they know where important documents are? Well, and I think that's why, you know, we talk about as financial advisors how, you know, the relationship is more important than anything else. Do you know your clients? Do you know their desires, their goals, their significant other, their children? Also in a, in a bad situation where you might've suddenly lost a spouse, you know, there's only a few of us that can really help pick up the pieces in that stressful time. Right. And, and, and I'll be honest with you and your listeners. Um, you know, it's an interesting subject you're, you're bringing up today because really I, I've been guilty of this, you know, myself for my entire married career. 
I was married for 24 years. We got divorced about six years ago. But even after the divorce, it became very apparent that my ex-wife had no idea how to really manage her future finances that she was inheriting through the divorce. So even though I thought I did a great job with my clients, giving them information and being sure that they both understood everything in their world, I found myself honestly a little negligent in not bringing that same strategy to my own household, which ironically enough motivated me to write what is called a a divorcee's financial survival guide, how to invest your settlement like an expert. And in that book, I talk about the fact that yes, you know, now that you're receiving some money from a divorce, there are some steps that you need to take to be sure that you're financially secure. So it's, it's, it's a very interesting topic that kind of shines a spotlight on the fact that I've been a little guilty during my, my marriage of you know, making all the decisions and my, my spouse certainly trusted me. But again, I, I think going forward, people need to be sure that they've got much more open communication about all of these particular issues. Absolutely. And I've even seen after a divorce where the, the other spouse doesn't want to keep the same financial advisor as their, their husband had for whatever reason, you know? No, I agree. I mean, that, that tends to be, I, I think if, if you characterize most divorces as kind of maybe an unexpected situation, I think that it's natural that one may feel at the end of the divorce that it's been a little bit of a battle and they may feel a little uh, leery in accepting financial advice from their financial advisor that is also going to be managing their ex-husband's uh, accounts as well. I can understand that. Yeah, and I, you know, I, much like you said, I, this is such an interesting topic and near and dear to my heart because I try my best, like I said, to talk to my wife and let her know so much about what's going on and involve her because she might be running everything, you know, one day. Absolutely. Sure. Um, sure. But also, I think back, you know, I have a lot of uh, pilot clients out there where they don't really know everything that's going on, but I'm very, very in tune and, and very close with their, their wife because she knows what's going on. And, and I'm, I'm probably guilty of that a little bit as well, where there is that one person that you kind of deal with with all financial issues. I mean, I've even had you know, many wives going, oh, he doesn't know about that. Talk to me directly or let's talk. Right. Yeah. You, know, it, you know, that's an interesting thing you bring up because you know, what I have found is when I bring in the spouse that historically has maybe not been as actively involved in the financial decisions relating to investments as maybe they should be, I find the women tend to really ask some very powerful questions. I, they, they tend to be much more open-minded, I think, than the men, because it seems like men have got this kind of gladiator attitude that they really know what they're doing. They're a little sometimes stubborn in their thought process in accepting new strategies, where it's very refreshing when I bring in the, the spouse, again, that has not as been as actively involved in managing the portfolios. They really are open-minded and uh, it's, it's a very pleasant conversation. Well, hey there. We hope you're enjoying listening to The Pilot's Advisor today. Just wanted to take a quick moment from the show to remind you that if you have any questions ever about what Ryan talks about on the program, need any assistance with your financial planning, need some guidance to get to and through retirement, or whatever financial questions might be on your mind, don't ever hesitate to reach out. The simple way to get in touch with Ryan is to pick up the phone and call or text 843-475-3038. Again, that's 843-475-3038. You can also find Ryan online at FlemingFG.com. That's FlemingFG.com. And as always, we put contact information to get in touch with Ryan in the description or the show notes section of the program. So just check it out on whatever app you're using, and it's easy to get in touch with Ryan. All right, now back to the show. 
It's so funny you say that because I deal with pilots and I know you don't know pilots as well as I do, but all of them, they're absolute experts at everything. I mean, they are the sure. best. It doesn't matter what it is. They are type A, they're the best. And even if they don't know, they're going to act like they know. And I, I absolutely agree with that where, you know, that, that spouse has asked some of the more uh, guided questions. And of course, you know, I don't know if any of you guys, any of the listeners, quite a few listeners out there probably know my, my significant other, Carrie, uh, I definitely way out kicked my coverage because what she's taught me is that women are way, way smarter than men. You know, they're way, they, they know how to be empathetic to other people. They know how to bring in everybody else's conversation and, and let everybody have a voice without, you know, with being tactful about it, where sometimes we're not very tactful about it. So I'm impressed all the time watching my wife interact with people. So I get it. She must, be, she must be sitting right next to you when you just made that statement that you are impressed when you're talking to your wife. So good for you. <laughs> she may or may not be able to hear this. I, I know she doesn't listen to my podcast, so that we, we don't have to worry about it then. So anyway, my next question that I think is a good conversation topic, because I do think this is a very, very important subject we're talking about today. But Lee, if, if you could speak specifically to husbands out there, and it doesn't have to be just husbands. I mean, it could be the other significant spouse in, this, in a situation in a marriage, what are some of the things you'd encourage them to do to make sure that they don't leave a financial mess behind for their wives or husbands to clean up? And, and I think we've kind of touched on some of these things. The more that we can engage and have both uh, members of a family and even the children sometimes, the better everybody's going to be prepared to handle the financial quote unquote mess that's left behind. You know, I, I think from the very beginning, you, you need to recognize the fact that the more organized you are today and the more time and effort you put into putting together an organizational plan today, the easier it will be for the people that you leave behind. You know, and that speaks to just a couple different topics. Number one, hopefully there's been some conversation in the household about life insurance. Maybe there's been a conversation again, hopefully, about some kind of long-term care insurance or what to do if somebody ends up in a nursing home. Again, I hope you have a, an estate plan uh, up-to-date, which could include an up-to-date will or trust, powers of attorneys, living wills, all of the important legal documents. And, and then, you know, what I have seen firsthand when somebody comes into my office very quickly after a death to kind of get a handle on things, you know, they don't even know the safety deposit box number. They don't know where the key is located. They don't know where the important policies are actually kept. So I kind of call it, uh, you know, kind of laying down the breadcrumbs so the family can really, you know, understand what to do. From a personal point of view, I've actually created, you know, a spreadsheet, you know, and in my uh, files, I have a folder that's called Lee's Dead kind of straightforward to the point, no misunderstanding the title of that uh, folder. And in there, number one, I have a spreadsheet and I list the insurance uh, policy, the insurance number, the insurance 800 phone number, how much it's for, who the beneficiaries are, where the safety deposit box is located, what number, the key. I even have a contact list of names, phone numbers, and emails of people that I would like my spouse to uh, reach out to and you know, just give them either the good or bad news, depending on what kind of friend they have been. Well, you know, sure. I even have. I was just going to say, no, that's that's a very uh, great great map that you have for figuring it out. And I'm so glad that you made me your primary beneficiary on all those accounts. That'll be great, especially the very small ones for sure. I don't want you to share that with anybody. <laughs> those are those are all yours. <laughs> well, you, when you were starting to talk about all those issues, talking about long term care and talking about you know a will or an estate plan insurance. It started making me think about the differences in conversations that I end up having 
or how things become more important as you get older. Like if I'm trying to talk about some of those issues with a 20 or 30 year old client, Mm -hmm. they have, that's just so far off in the future. They can't even fathom talking or thinking about that. I mean, some of these, you know, and and a lot of these are uh, children of my clients where you're starting to, you know, help them along at the very beginning stages in the accumulation phase and, and versus that couple that's 50 now and starting to see retirement around the corner and like, Oh, we need to get this done, get that done. What about this? And just how with the, once again, the difference in age or generation, the, the topics of conversation are drastically different. Yeah, they really are. But you know, we owe it to every client, no matter how old they are or how young they are to be sure that we have this conversation because, you know, a day doesn't go by that you, you, listen to the news or you hear of a tragedy in Facebook, you know, with a young person who had a motorcycle accident and has passed away or, or God forbid with the coronavirus. I mean, we all know that, you know, tomorrow is promised to nobody, you know? So I think, you know, we as a financial advisor have really got to take on the responsibility and be sure we're giving great advice, including all the things we're talking about today, not only to our clients that are on the threshold of this particular life-changing situation, but, you know, even for the young clients that, you know, may have a hard time accepting that, you know, hey, you know, young people pass away unexpectedly as well. And, you know, you want your new bride, you know, to know all the details going on in your world, even though there may not be a lot of money and a lot of assets, she still needs some of that peace of mind and security of knowing what to do next if something unexpected happened. Well, and I, I absolutely agree. And personally, I, I, I love... Uh, getting a client that is young because you get to start from the very beginning. You get to teach them about a budget, about being disciplined. And then, so when you have these issues going uh, later on in life, it, you're, you're so much more well-prepared for them. And then of course, losing people while they're young. I think you know that my background is being in the military, uh, being a military pilot. Um, I've had many friends that have lost their lives well before you'd want anyone to lose their life. Situations where you've left children behind, you know, spouses behind, um, and it's a very, very difficult thing. You know, thankfully, the military is pretty good at having some sort of uh, uh, insurance plan on hand, but there's always a lot more issues than just that. And, and if you have financial stress on top of the stress of dealing with something like that, I mean, it can almost be too much for a person to handle. Absolutely. Anyway, so we're ta- we've talked about a lot of great issues today. Um, I think we had some great conversation. Is there anything else you want to add up for this uh, show today, Lee? No, I, I, I think we've covered it all. You know, my only hope to all the listeners are that all these things we're covering, they don't need to worry about for many, many years down the road. And everybody has a happy, healthy, financially rewarding life. Well, and I certainly hope that uh, it's, we brought up some issues that we can maybe talk to with uh, some of our listeners or some of our current clients and maybe engage a little bit more with that other spouse. And let's focus on getting that Zoom call with both members so you can discuss some of these issues and maybe get a better financial uh, roadmap going forward because we can always be better at what we're doing. I don't care how, how great of a plan you have, you can always improve. So Lee, thank you so much for being on our show again. We appreciate it. Uh, have a wonderful week. and. To all the listeners out there, if you guys want to discuss any of these issues, you know how to reach out to us. And of course, Walter will be letting you know how to get a hold of us. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Pilot's Advisor featuring Ryan Fleming, a financial advisor at Fleming Financial Group, serving clients worldwide, but based out of Charleston, South Carolina. If you have any questions for Ryan on what we've talked about on today's show, maybe a future topic idea, or want to talk more about getting a complimentary review of your financial plan, here's the best ways to get in touch. You can go online to the website, FlemingFG.com. That's FlemingFG.com. You can also email Ryan. It's simply Ryan at FlemingFG.com. 
or you can call or text to get in touch. 843-475-3038 is the number. That's 843-475-3038. Thanks for listening to The Pilot's Advisor, and don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting apps. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and many more locations. So whatever app you like to use, search for The Pilot's Advisor Podcast today and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.